0: Voyage. Well, hello and welcome to Technorama or welcome back to Technorama as the case may be. This is the show that takes a lighthearted look at tech, science, sci-fi and all things geeky. if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show or welcome back. As I mentioned earlier, my name is Chuck Tomasi from sunny Phoenix, Arizona. And with me as always, right over there is Craig Step. How are you, Craig?
1: I'm doing good. By the way, I owe our listeners an apology. Why is that? Because uh, the other day when I went to post this show, I made a slight mistake. Actually, I got a little bit off track. So I have a, a checklist I go through you know, when I post the show. Well, what happened was when I went to one of those items is double check that this show is the right one. Like uh, sometime it's ha- it had happened a long time. It has not happened a long time, but. Uh, Chuck, you had mixed up the parody. Our oh, I renamed them wrong? Yeah, you no, no, wait a minute. So in the past you had. So okay. one of my checklist items is to l- at least listen to it for a second and see what's the right one.
0: Well, the big file, usually the bigger file is the
1: right, regular but show. Just you know, in Google Drive, I just I can hit play and listen to it for a gotcha. minute. So uh um that was fine, but what happened is I noticed that I was finishing a word. Right before you started the show, I was like, you know what? I should edit that out. So I downloaded the shows. Uh, and then when I went to go process them in Alphonic, which is the service that we use, it's fantastic. Yep. Uh, I didn't even, I forgot to do the upload. I just picked the files, you know, the wrong files in, uh, well, from our. Thank in, you to our
0: wonderful so, listeners for letting us know that.
1: Yes. Thanks for jumping on that. Um, and I do subscribe to our own shows. So I can, you know, I listen to them in the car from time to time, but I do uh, subscribe to my shows and make sure everything looks right. And I just hadn't got around to playing them because I just posted them. So thanks for everybody letting me know. And it took me a minute to figure out, you know, kind of triage what I did wrong. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, there you
0: go. All right. On with the show. Let's do our feedback. I think that's first. Yeah, that's first. All right.
1: Got to say. Oh boy, mailman, mail today.
0: Our question in the last show was: if time travel was possible and you could send a modern smartphone back to a scientist from the past, who would you choose? And how do you think it would change history? So Lone Guy's Night responds, he says, How loosely are we defining
1: scientists? <laughs> Oh, wow. Good good question. All right. And then he
0: said, probably somebody big in the 1970s, but I was pretty young and don't have any names. Right. You mean like, would a scientist
1: be like your eighth grade science teacher? Einstein, you don't have that name?
0: Yeah, Mr. Bauman. Try this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Steve London said, a smartphone is, I would say, far too dangerous of an item to send back into time. Imagine if they would reverse engineer it and then um and then the uh oh brain rot would begin even sooner. (laughs) Brain rot. (laughs) (laughs) Read that one. Uh cell cells with uh cell zombies will inherit the earth. Um but for the for the lols of it all, I would send it back uh filled with lots of cats (laughs) to one of the great timeless Legendary artist to see how it would have changed the history of art. How about uh, the great art pieces of uh, the Mona Lisa? No, he Um, said Mewa Lisa. -Lisa. Excuse me, Mewa Lisa. The last catnip. And the last catnip, yeah.
0: Very clever, Steve. Very clever. I like that. I like that. Weber Baker says, well... You couldn't send it too far back or they wouldn't have anybody to talk to because there was no cell service. Nor (laughs) could they take advantage of any of the smart features that require Mm -hmm. cell service or Wi-Fi. So you'd probably just be as well sending them a calculator if you wanted to go back to, say, Alan Turing. I don't know. You could download some Netflix videos. You could put stuff local on there.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't want to get too in the weeds with this one but uh yeah you, you go back just
0: before 1951 and you download from netflix the day the earth stood still then you show <laughs> it to them and then when they get the movie in the theater they're
1: gonna freak out yeah. and they'll historical take it documents.
0: seriously this time
1: It's <laughs> like galaxy quest in the historical documents <laughs> yeah. right <laughs> yeah uh john kratzer says Martin Cooper, American engineer. He, he is a pioneer in the wireless communications. Aha. That'd be interesting. Ralph say. Wangler
0: says, it doesn't matter who you send it to. The bl- to the bloatware and the crap UX would make it effectively useless. Or send it to Nikola Tesla so he can beat Edison.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Weber Baker says, well, you couldn't send it too far back or they wouldn't have anybody to talk to. We just read no that. Cell service. We, oh, you read that one? Were you not listening? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was looking at. I thought you said Ralph.
0: No, I read Ralph, but I read.
1: We were going back and forth. I oh. read. John, I, I read Here's Weber first. Me. Very good.
0: That shows who's paying attention, huh? Yeah. Oh, we're recording. Okay, I got one on <laughs> my share. Sean Brockman says Marconi, Gauss, Morse, Ohm, Moore, Tesla. Communications is the key to the future. Focus on that first. Imagine the possibilities of global communication happened fifty to hundred years sooner. I'm imagining a lot of things if the Library of Alexandria didn't burn down. What happened to mm. backup copies, boys?
1: Hey, well, imagine that two hundred foot uh radio antenna that we talked about missing last time was also sent back, so maybe they could use maybe they did send it back. <laughs> Maybe they could use the cell service. I don't think that's don't quite how it
0: works. Just a tower doesn't get you cell service. No. And
1: it was an AM radio transmitter tower. Hey, I said we don't get into weeds here, okay? <laughs> that's pretty much the theme of this show. <laughs> we don't get into the weeds. Yeah. Well, it
0: has something to do with weed, but I'm not sure what. That's right. <laughs> All right, that wraps that up. We're going to have another question for you at the end of the show. Stick around. Now it's time for History. You knew that song was going off in your head, right? Yeah, it was. Just like the next track on a record from your youth. You hear the the song on the radio and you go, I know what song comes after that.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. On
0: this day in history for February 21st, 2024, this is the 52nd day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. Coincidentally, there's 52 weeks in a year. There are 314 days remaining in 2024. Coincidentally... That's close to pie. 314. <gasps> yeah. It was on this date in 1804 that the first self-propelling steam locomotive made its outing at the Penydarren darren Ironworks in Wales. I'm sure yeah. I massacred that because my Welsh is <laughs> terrible. Right.
1: And that same date in 1842, John Greenow was granted the first U.S. patent for the sewing machine. It was on that same date. Eight- why
0: did I expect something to happen there? It was on the same date in 1878 that the first telephone directory was issued in New Haven,
1: Connecticut. It was two phone numbers: you call <laughs> me, I call you. <laughs> That's right. The same date in 1925, the New York, uh, the New Yorker was published for the first issue. The,
0: also New York, New York City, Edwin Land, L-A-N-D, demonstrated his first instant camera, that's in quotes, the Polaroid Land Camera, to a meeting of the Optical Society of America. Now, you remember the, the, the one step, right, where you take yes, a picture? of course. That's, that's based on the
1: same technology,
0: only that was in the 70s, and this was back in 1947.
1: Wow. I've actually got a box of those... Um... Uh, One Step's over here. And on February 21st, 1948, NASCAR was
0: incorporated. Of course you've got a box of One Step cameras. Your last name is Step. Don't you know it? That's right. It was also on this date in 1972 that the Soviet uncrewed spaceship Luna 20 landed on the moon. And they found the American flag and went, ah! Oh, wait, it was uncrewed. I almost read that as unscrewed.
1: Somebody's been here already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll get to a famous quote in a minute. Happy birthday goes out on this date to German astronomer, composer, and theorist, Cetus Calvisius, born on this date in
1: 1556. And Francis uh, Ronalds, uh, uh, the British scientist, inventor, and engineer, who was knighted for developing the first electric telegraph, was born two hundred. 36 years
0: ago today. Or was he electrocuted for developing the first working telegraph? (laughs) That's right. Danish biochemist and physiologist, Nobel Prize laureate
1: Henrik Dahm was born 129 years ago today. And born February 21st, 1921, American aeronautical engineer Richard T. Whitcomb.
0: American computer scientist and engineer Thelma Eastrin was born one hundred years ago today thank you Thelma
1: yeah and also born on that same day in 1943 American businessman who co-founded DreamWorks and uh, GFN Records David Giffen I think it's Geffen Geffen I mean or
0: it's spelled Geffen but it's pronounced DreamWorks right (laughs) yes right United States Senator American Captain Pilot and Astronaut Mark Kelly is 60 years old today Listener birthdays this week include February 23rd, Doom. We haven't heard from him in
1: ages. I still, I still hear that little audio clip.
0: Oh, yeah. He used to have. <laughs> Keith Hughes, a.k.a. Ed Gizmo, is on the 23rd. Norbert on the 25th, also on the 21st. Sandy Shepard, he was married to the dearly departed listener and friend of the show, Mark Shepard. Wayne, your ad here, Pettinger from Bethlehem, PA, was on the 28th. And we have a leap year baby, Paul Dove, a.k.a. Elmer from Malmesbury, UK. He's, well, probably about 12 now. Yeah, 12. <laughs> He's old enough to listen. He only gets a birthday once every four years. Give him a break. Right. Now, That's right. He can act like a 12-year-old. Yeah. It was also on this. Oh, no, wait. That's the last line. It was. That's the way it was on this day. Wow. I have one track mind
1: tonight. We are done.
0: Yes. February 21st, 2024. If you want to get on the birthday calendar, you know what to do. You go over to ChuckChat.com slash birthday. Craig's telling me to wait so you can get it on the screen. But that doesn't help the audio listeners. So I have to tell them (laughs) ChuckChat.com slash birthday. Well. You wait, put your birthday on wait. there, and we'll give you a shout-out at the appropriate time of year. Happy yeah. birthday to all of you, even if you're not on the calendar. We wish you all the best. Wait for it. I don't think this is the end. We haven't been going long. Nope. Okay. Bye. Fade okay. Out. Famous quote uh, about
1: Mac OS and Windows. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on one second. That was who's he going to send the uh, He's cell phone send the to? send the
0: phone to the professor on Gilligan's He said "I can we make one out of coconuts. That's good. Mike Robinson says, I'm going to send my cell phone back to the professor on Gilligan's Island.
1: Nicely done. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. sorry. What, uh, finish your thought. There. Famous quote
0: about Microsoft, uh, Mac OS and Windows. Mm-hmm. Actually, it wasn't Mac OS back then, it was Mac System 1. Yeah, and right. uh, Bill Gates was quoted as saying, because uh, they both were influenced by the work at Xerox Park, mm-hmm, And Bill right. Gates said, it was kind of like you had a rich neighbor and you went over to his house to steal his TV and you found that Steve Jobs already <laughs> stole the TV. <laughs> Oops. That's
1: right.
0: <laughs> All right. Should we do some news? Yeah, let's do news, it. Everyone. Well, the good news is that uh, they've detected water molecules on the surface of asteroids for the first time. They were using the satellite, uh, the uh, I'm sorry, the faint object infrared camera for SOFIA telescope or forecast instrument, which they put on a specially outfitted Boeing 747SP. It was modified to go up through the stratosphere, which is above 99.9% of the Earth's atmosphere. About mm-hmm. as good as you can get to observing from space without going to space. And they pointed this baby at the asteroid. I forget what the name of the asteroid was, but it was uh Oh, I had it right here way too. out there oh. in the asteroid belt, two hundred and twenty three million miles from the sun. And they said, Look, we can detect water. They said it's a they 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 scanned what is it, about a meter square and said there's roughly twelve ounces of water there. I think it'd probably be frozen, but it was actually a Dasani bottle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Evion cuz you know Evion backwards spells naive.
1: <laughs>
0: they're going to take the James Webb Space Telescope now and aim it that way because it can do more refined research and they're also going to start looking at other asteroids. Now, the reason this is important is because one theory suggests that we got all our
1: water on Earth from asteroids. Mhm. Which I think is pretty cool. That's true. I imagine there have to be a lot of asteroids, especially if you have, well, I guess they just scanned for 12 ounces and saw about 12 ounces. So imagine how many asteroids would have to hit the earth to bring the water here.
0: A lot. There was, yeah. there was a lot of bombardment happening at various periods of time in earth's history. But yeah, I, I thought it would be a lot too. And maybe the ones back, maybe what we're seeing is remnants of what's left.
1: Uh, well, that's true. Yeah.
0: The, the thing I can't figure out is: Did we have an atmosphere, or was the Earth really hot? Why didn't the water just evaporate? Because when you smashed an asteroid into the Earth, especially lots of them, the the crust becomes molten and it boils off. So it. I think we had like a steam like atmosphere, but did we have enough gravity to hold the atmosphere with us? Yeah. A lot of
1: a lot of things that we don't know that are just you really know really cool I to figure this- out. Yeah, and I had the same thought. Uh, like if the Earth was hot, yep, and asteroids were hitting it, then you got the, then you have, um, you know, evaporation and right. gas, and then it kind of, over a long period of time, of course, would end up settling out to what we have today. But uh, I think you have to have that heat to kind of make things happen like that.
0: Well, for a long time we had just there wasn't any oceans or lakes. It was all held in the atmosphere. We had a very dense, thick. Hot atmosphere, and then mm-hmm. it started to rain one day. Yeah, so they
1: didn't see that. They, pre- they didn't predict that. Well,
0: one guy built a <laughs> boat, and he put two of every kind of well, animal on it. That was him. a little later, <laughs> but yeah, not the same rainstorm. No, probably not. Okay. We also have other space news. The private Odysseus Moonlander mm-hmm. has been sending home selfies because that's yeah. what you do when you're in space. That's right. There's there's one picture. It looks like it's landed on the Earth, and it's three times the size of the Earth. But, ah! There's this giant bat hanging on the Earth. Let go, let go.
1: I didn't look at it that way until you just mentioned it, but it looks like it just went whoop. Or it's a heat shield from the sun. I'm, I don't know. But um, this called, is the, the
0: Odysseus spacecraft on its way to the moon. We launched it on February 16th. No, it sent images on February 16th. We launched mm-hmm. it a few days before Shortly after it's launched. February 15th, that's when it launched. And then it's on its way, sending back pictures. It's supposed to be there February 22nd. So this, if you remember, last month in January, we sent up the, what was the other one? Uh, I can't remember. The one that went kind of wonky and they had to destroy it. it, Oh. um. the, The, what was it called? I can't remember. We'll I find it. Recall. I'm scanning the article really fast to try and pick up the name. I should have highlighted it. But um, it, it that one brought up some interesting ideas because, remember, it had the ashes of some people on it, and it had the yep. Japanese energy drink. And they said, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Nobody owns the moon. But are we – just because we can send crap to the moon, should we be sending crap to the moon? Right, it's one thing to send a scientific mission and look for frozen water and whatnot. That's you know that's a noble effort, but some of these commercial ventures are raising some really interesting questions. And so, are we just going to leave things there like we did in the '60s, or are we going to have some moon pollution? And well, boy, the moon's really going to pot.
1: Wasn't wasn't this the um the basis of the show Salvage One, where they went they were going to go to the moon? And start, uh, and it's salvaging the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, maybe you see Andy Griffith on it. Andy, I do think it's Andy funny Griffith. that pic, that one picture. Um, I know this is a private, uh, uh, Lander, but look, it has, um, Columbia on there. It has some.
0: Yeah. Sponsors. We're sponsoring clothing. It's like, why is a clothing manufacturer? I mean, I understand raising money, but is this really in line with their brand? Columbia, well, yeah,
1: know. Just, you know, clothing f- to get outdoors. I guess
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're way outdoors if you're out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was trying to look at this other. If there was another one there, I can't read the other ones. Um, but there's another. We're turning. Name on there. We're
0: turning into NASCAR. All these satellites are just stickers.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. Can you imagine the the NASCAR or the uh, the NASA NASCAR NASA uh, press conference after that? Yeah, we had the uh Mobile Oil Columbia, you know, number 1 uh hit the moon uh right on target, you know, they start just spouting out. We spot. have
0: satellites going uh, we have we have these orbiters going around the moon having a race. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: right. It's
0: just a bunch of left turns, people. Okay, we have to get into the hacks of strange stories. I am not showing images on screen for this one. You're going to have to go to the show notes for episode Terrible. 735. This is what happens when AI goes horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. I I challenge you to just Google R A T D C K. <laughs> okay. Yes. This is this is in a science journal that was talking about stem cells in rats and so on and so forth. But the 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 scientists were not the greatest artists, so they did what most of us do, and you turned it. Generative AI. They went to Mid-Journey and they said, Draw me a picture of a rat with you know the, the a cutaway of the reproductive organs and whatnot. And it got it horribly wrong. Not only did it get the imagery wrong, but it got the labeling wrong too. Like, right. don't forget, kids, you want to highlight the iliote segtogomer cell. Like, that's not even a thing. It's, it, it, it was. And the, the best part about this? is, I'm going to read this, the rat image is glaringly wrong, even if you've never cut open a rat's genitals. But the (laughs) other figures in the paper could pass as credible to the untrained eye, at least at first glance. Yet, even someone who has never opened a biology textbook would see, upon further scrutiny, that the labels in each diagram are not quite right in English. The article was edited by an expert in animal reproduction at the National Dairy Research Institute in India and was reviewed by researchers at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. So the the, the the bottom line of this is it didn't just get published from somebody going, copy, paste, clip art. Right. Someone had to review this. No, a number of someone's had right. to review this and yeah. looked at it and let it go. So not only is there AI having a problem... We have a human problem with the quality assurance of these published papers, which right. leads to question the efficacy and authenticity and validity of some of these papers.
1: See, the, here's the problem I have, or at least the the way I see it is that you know people were, were worried about AI, you know, just making up stuff. But as you pointed out, not only did it make up stuff, but then it got past anybody that had two eyes on it. So, right, who's to say? Who's at fault? I mean, the whole system's out. So you gotta be super careful with this kind of stuff because this is gonna this misinformation is gonna become information.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? It, it, misinformation will become a, a trusted information. And it's especially yeah. in a science journal like this. Like really people you right. just took this back about fifteen years.
1: Now to the disappointment AI's credit. Even though it is uh, wrong, it does look like um, some kind of illustration you'd see in a medical book or, some, or, it looks like or something or journal. Like an
0: illustration you'd see in a twelve-year-old's notebook.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying it looks, you know, like it was meant to be in there. Is what I meant to say, that but it just yeah. One somewhat. happy
0: rat. <laughs> one happy rat.
1: They were, they were feeding him Viagra. And <laughs>
0: If your rat lasts more than four hours, see your doctor. That gives Sir. you an idea. If you're just listening to this, you've now got an idea what the picture looked like.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it. I, you know, at first glance, you go, it looks kind of credible. But then you go, wait a minute. No, it it's, doesn't. It doesn't. No, I mean, the, the way it's illustrated, that's what I'm getting at. The, the way the, it's illustrated. The rat's willy is
0: bigger than yeah. the rat. Okay.
1: Actually, I think he's looking up at it.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to have weird dreams tonight. <laughs> hey, we don't need to get in your personal life. <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you just have these, you know, passing yeah. images or thoughts or some, see something on TV and your subconscious takes over and goes, oh, we're going to have fun with that tonight. Yeah. And you wake up going, where did that come from? Oh, I know where that came from.
1: Yeah. All right. You know, I'll tell you something else. It's, it's, it's interesting how simple it is uh i went to chat gpt or to dolly and yes. i i was uh wanted to come up with an image for my brother's birthday i wanted an old man blowing out a cake you know or candles on a cake and then uh i got close to what i wanted and i said no i want to make the cake unusually large and lots of candles and it gave me some weird images back and forth and i ended up saying Make it cartoonish. And it it came back and gave me a cartoon version of what I was looking at. I mean, similar, uh, the same description. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it's amazing how easy this is to pull this stuff together. And then you get something like this.
0: Well, now we're starting to get into video too. And it's not quite right. At least uh, uh, yeah. I was talking to co-author T. Morris today. And he was saying there was a video of an old woman blowing out birthday candles. And she was blowing... Mm-hmm. Not at the candles. She was blowing on the candles, which was pretty good. The people behind her were applauding, but they weren't applauding right. They yeah. had a, they had the right number of fingers, <laughs> which is unusual for AI. But they would applaud, and it looked more like they were dancing. Nobody was actually clapping hands. It didn't know how to applaud, especially lots of people in synchronicity. So they're just sort of well, you know, hands going in weird directions. Try. A little it's bit. Like, that's yeah. what you th- That's what you think applauding is. Well, there was, it's uh, a bit like when, when, you know, when, when aliens try to
1: laugh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) right? you blow air and you make a noise.
1: Well, there was also one of those videos. It was, there was about four sample videos. I think it's four. One of them was the one you're talking about. And if you, the first time you watch it, you're looking, you're kind of focused on the lady doing her thing, uh, blowing out the candles. And I, I'll be honest. I didn't notice the hands, of the people behind her until you watch it again. Then mm-hmm. went, Oh, wait a minute. So it could almost pass for being in a commercial, you know, or the other thing was there was this, uh, there was a man sitting there reading a book sitting on a cloud and the cloud kind of looked, uh, almost like it was, um, sitting in a studio or something, you know, it's like phone, uh, like cotton kind of look. Mm-hmm. And behind him had a realistic looking sky and I, th- my, they were talking about how unrealistic it looked. I went, to be honest with you, that looks like a, an image or a, a video or a clip from a gap commercial. You know, he could be sitting on one of those cottony looking clouds while the real clouds behind him kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The kind of stylistic. It's, it's, it's getting poison. better. Yeah. It's getting there. It's interesting. But, um, again, just because we can do a thing. You're going to end up with this kind of rat situation. <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> you know who's going to be first on that? Porn. Hopefully not. Yeah. I'll say Pornhub. It's going to have. <laughs> Never mind. So
0: Jared Cooper just made a comment. There was a court case out of Canada where a judge ruled that an airplane company was financially. Mm-hmm. Hey, trying to pull that up was yep. financially liable for its ai virtual agent's hallucination creating non-existent refund policies. We're going to get to another ai story in just publish a minute. that?
1: Wait a minute. Huh? How was it a how I'm wondering I got to go look at that up because how was it's a court case but why? Why? why would you just cuz ai was oh just ai was spewing it out?
0: You know on that note I'm going to reverse these two stories. We're going to do the other one next. Okay. Because it's it's a whole lot more fun since we're on the topic of AI. Okay. AI falsely accused a, uh, <laughs> a man of driving while using his cell phone. And the guy got a $280 bill for it. He went, wait, what? No, stop. Well, the man, um, did you say he
1: was an AI expert?
0: Yes, he's an <laughs> AI expert. He's driving down the road mm-hmm. and uh, this bill shows up. And it says, you're not allowed to use your cell phone. He goes, I wasn't using my cell phone. He got to see the image. He was scratching his head. So AI thought, anytime your hand is up near your face, oh. you must be on the phone. Hmm. And the sad part is it's going to take 20, up to 26 weeks for him to file an appeal. <laughs> like, hey, let's get a little more compute power on the process of resolving these rather than the accusations.
1: Well, in uh, in the U.S., you can just show up for court. What? And they dismiss. Well,
0: this is another middle. case where uh, a human police officer would have had to approve this fine by looking at the picture. That means the human was at fault, too. Another rat situation. <laughs> yeah, people, if you're going to be valid, he's probably yeah.
1: just going, Yeah, good. Yep. Yeah, good he wasn't looking at them he wasn't it's another rat situation yeah somebody <sighs> publi- published it in a medical journal because <laughs>
0: he was he was distracted by the rat article and he wasn't looking at the picture of the people actually
1: using cell phones yeah oh man i didn't think it, yeah well it, it, i could see where ai would mistake th- could mistake that but hmm
0: i know in canada you cannot put your phone in the cup holder it must be in a dash-mounted clip.
1: Yes, yeah, uh, I don't know about California, but they're pretty strict on it too, as far as you know, looking at it or look at reading the maps and stuff like that, or trying to get directions. Which I that's why I like Android Auto. I don't have to really do anything and just talk to the car and it shows up on the screen. I don't know if that's
0: that's the way it's going to work. I don't. I. I. Unfortunately, we don't have such strange. What's lo- not straight, but strict laws. If because I'm sure they have built-in navigation systems or Android Auto, CarPlay, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, to their car in Canada. Sure.
1: But sure if, they do. But
0: they have to have the phone mounted in the clip.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. In a clip, wow. Yeah.
0: Hmm. It has to be visible.
1: I've got, um, what I did was I bought, um, I just bought one of those little pads. It's like anti-slip pad. You should, You're supposed to put it on the top of your dash and you can put your phone on it so it doesn't mm-hmm. slide off yeah i had one of those for I actually, a while yeah I, i've actually got the same thing but i put it down below in front of the shifter so i i guess a place where i can put my phone and ought to see it or i wonder how that would it.
0: work with our amazon echo frames then your phone could what? be in your pocket yet you could carry on a conversation
1: sure they'll never catch us now <laughs> yeah. hey i was gonna bust you for wearing glasses now
0: AI, the AI <laughs> camera is going to see you talking. And don't, no, I'm just crazy. Yeah. I talk to myself all the time. Should I turn yeah. left? Should I turn left?
1: How's your brother? People, people get on me. Why are you texting me while you're driving? I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not working the phone. I'm just hitting the button on the steering wheel and it asks me, do I want to reply? I said, yes. And I just give it, say what I'm going to say. But you're
0: distracted. Uh, you're not focused bear-
1: on driving. I don't think I'm any more distracted than if somebody was sitting in the passenger seat. That's true. A lot of people in our passenger seats are distracted. I'm not, but I'm not, cause I'm not focusing on the phone and trying to type. I just hit the button and it reads the message. And I, I say reply, you know, or whatever. That's who you should send the phone back to. Henry Ford. <laughs> <laughs> look Listen at the, the dangers. Listen to the, look at the dangers of driving with this device. Yeah, (laughs) send some videos on it. See what you
0: did. All right, let's move on to the next one because we've got a story about, well, you've heard about meat made from plant-based materials, right? Well, Mm -hmm. now we have, no, I got that backwards. Plants. (laughs) Yes, meat made from, now we have plants that can make meat. Plants made out of meat. Plants made out of meat. Yeah. (laughs) How was it? South Korea, let's see. You've tried plant-based meat. Now, here comes meat-based plants. That's what That's it is. Right. That's the title of the article. Yeah. A team of South Korean researchers at Yonsei University have developed a hybrid rice variant. They took. They, they discovered that rice is very similar to the scaffolding that you would use to make artificial tissue, for example, okay. right. or, or lab-grown tissue. If you needed right. a new ear or you needed a new whatever, they, they grow it around this scaffold. Rice works really well for that. So they took some... Bovine tissue, and then they coated the rice in what was it—a fish substance? Like a uh, the yeah, rice grains feature. Let's say it's yeah. a. They, they say, here's how they achieved this culinary delight. Researchers first coated each grain of rice in fish gelatin to help the meat cells latch on. Next, they inserted cow muscle and fat stem cells into each grain, which they then left in a culture in a petri dish. Rice grains feature a porous yet organized internal structure that actually mimics the biological scaffolds found in meat cells. So the rice grains offer a housing that allows the cells to grow and thrive along with molecules to provide nourishment. Like That's pretty cool. Uh, I I don't expect we'll be seeing this pink meaty rice anytime (laughs) soon on our menus. But think of the impact because Mm -hmm. growing this stuff is a lot less carbon footprint than having a whole bunch of cows. I and agree with that. They they're, they're hoping that eventually they don't even need the cows to inject the initial tissue. They can just have, I don't know, almost like sourdough starter. You just yeah, keep a little of the old yeah. stuff around and it helps generate the new stuff. That's, that's groundbreaking stuff right there.
1: I think it is too. Uh, I'd be interested to... See what they can do with this pink rice, but I wouldn't say You're it looks that You fry it up, off. you have your beef and rice bowl all in one. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look appetizing off the cuff, but I'd be interested to see. Hey, throw some uh, broccoli in it there, it or... brown
0: it up, soy sauce, I'm done.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, sushi?
0: Mm-hmm. Would you eat pink sushi? I eat pink, pink, rice. pink sushi all the time.
1: Tuna is pink. I mean, I mean the rice part. Ah, sure. Why not? Hmm. So you can have double meat sushi. Yes. Well, wait a minute. There's fish in there already. So you just eat the rice and- I wonder if you can grow sushi. fish
0: on in this or think, if it's just
1: beef. Hey, they use fish cells. So just eat the rice and you kind of get your sushi going I think on you're so losing those. track on this one. Okay, fine.
0: We're going to move on and give a shout out to the chat. And we got Mike Robinson and Jared Cooper are hanging out with us. There's a couple other people that haven't chimed into the chat, but we wish you all the best. We do this show Sunday nights at 830 Eastern time look forward to seeing you there although we're going to be missing a couple of weeks cuz we've got the star trek cruise coming up but most weeks we're here sundays at 8:30 eastern on facebook and twitter x or youtube so you got to, you got your choice we're going to monitor all and everything we can
1: yes all right let's take a look at the chat room because uh jerry cooper's burning it up tonight um he had uh he said he was pulled over by uh, officers and written tickets, and they had gaming PCs in their passenger seats. Really? I know they wow. have laptops in the police cars. Yeah. I thought you get, I think they'd get super busted for something like that. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, so who else in the chat room? We got, uh, Mike,
0: Mike and Jared are the only ones we see. Yeah. Although there's a couple other people out there watching. So, oh, hey. Look how oh, you doing Jared's
1: doing gonna be there Thursday yes he's gonna be on the cruise
0: yep he's gonna be joining us again um let's see we'll get our annual selfie
1: yep okay. I was just looking through the chat okay. to see if there was anything
0: then let's go on and thank our patrons next because we don't have anything in the remember when segment this time so thank you thank you very much to our patrons you are the ones who make this show happen you keep it funded bandwidth and everything some of you think it's educational. Some of you think it's <laughs> funny. Some of you, you <laughs> some of you are just giving us sympathy money, I'm sure. But regardless of what your motivation is, we appreciate it. People like Alexis Duran, Amber Elstad, Amy Bowen, Abner Braverman, Ben Vaughn, Brian Brown, Chris Martinez, Chris MC, Dandy Mancoir, thank you, Dean Jensen, Denise Inglis, Gary Lindros, John Clifford. John Noble, Jorges Rowan, blank. There's an empty blank on this. We need your name, what? dear listener, blank. That's, That's where right. Crazy Joe
1: used to be. He used to live there. Oh, is that right? At, place? Right he at to the. clean thing. up. Hey, he's not getting a security deposit back.
0: He used to live at cell D4. Right. <laughs> Kyle Nishioka, Leon, Mark Kilfoyle. thank you, Brad Miller, Mike Wills, Saturday Morning Media, and the five Steves. Stephen Weshy, Steve Cody, Steve Theron, Steve Webb, Steve London, and... Tim Cook. If you want to be a patron, you go over to patreon.com slash podcast, and for as little as a dollar a show, you can help support this show. If you're already a Patreon member, thank you, thank you, thank you. Consider upgrading. We are going on another cruise, so we're going to figure out something cool to get these people. Craig and I get together a couple times a year and try to make the most of it, and you reap the rewards. If, If you call them rewards, I guess. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's
0: it for that song. Out, out, out! And now we're going to go into one of my favorite parts of the show. Pass me the remote, Greg.
1: Wait, you got. It. Thanks.
0: <laughs> what kind of remote is that? That's my what? Men in Black badge. Wow.
1: Where did you find that?
0: In my lanyard badge collection and this way. Actually,
1: we got two. They got the one with yeah. the big picture and the little picture. I think um I think in our Dragon Con box, I may still have my old one in there. I was sorting out my lanyards. They were getting a little munged up. Anyway,
0: oh, yeah, uh, I've been Look watching, here. as uh, I've been following up with a lot of documentaries on YouTube. PBS has some great stuff out there, by the way. Uh, episode called Building the Eiffel Tower. All about okay. how Eiffel, it wasn't actually his original idea. But people who worked for him tried to pitch it on him and go, the World's Fair is coming. We should have a grand tower. And Mm -hmm. I said, it'll be a thousand feet high. And he said, "Mm, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. And then they said, he said, the only way we can justify something like that is if it's open to the public. And then they started working on some ideas and he really got behind it when they came up with one that said, we'll have a platform here and an elevator there and... He goes, now we're getting to it. It was only supposed to be available for 20 years. They were gonna tear it down. Yeah, I remember it was supposed to be short-lived, yeah. But he sold the government on the fact that it could be a wonderful, wonderful radio tower for communication. And it actually did play a big part in World War One and Two. So thank goodness it's still around. They it's so, been painted 19 times. And they 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 showed these scientists mm-hmm. who cut a little slice of paint off at a at a, at a beveled angle. Oh, and then they got that. this little portable microscope and counted all the layers and what colors it's been. It's been yellow. It's been red. It's been several shades of tan and brown. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, this is nuts. This And it has to be repainted about every seven years.
1: Now, because of the original short-lived, I say short-lived, he said 20 years, um, for something like the World's Fair, you would think that something that's been there this long has had to have some maintenance issues. It's because- it's
0: had some maintenance, but not as much as you would think.
1: It's okay.
0: he built that baby to last because he had a lot of experience okay. building bridges and aqueducts, and he, yeah, well, that, he had, he knew how to build up, it to last. You know,
1: if, you know, lots of times when they build stuff for a a a, a, a one off event, yep, it may not be built to last. That's why I was curious if it had a lot of. Uh, maintenance issues. It was it, it's an amazing feat and very very impressive from an engineering,
0: an aesthetic and a historical oh, yeah. standpoint. So building the Eiffel Tower on YouTube
1: is one of my picks
0: for this week. How about you?
1: Um, there's something else that I've I was watching and I didn't. I guess I didn't make a note because I, I I'm not sure where I, where I've lost it. But um, we watched Kim and I watched the Reading Crashers again with Vince Fawn mm-hmm. and uh, Owen Wilson. And that's kind of fun movie. Uh, I like their idea, obviously, of them just, you know, how easy it is to kind of slide into a wedding. Because mm-hmm. you think about it, unless you got somebody manning the door, you could kind of just walk on in, you know, to any of them. And they always got food and alcohol yep. and that kind of stuff. And funerals. Yeah. Well, they did do that in the movie, too. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I, I like those guys. I like Vince Vaughn, especially. And, um, yeah, anyway, that's a fun movie. Yeah.
0: All right. Second one I've got is also on YouTube called The Only Reason the Voyager Probes are still working today. The
1: only? Like there's only one reason?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Okay. They weren't supposed to last this long either. I, I, I sense a theme yeah. <laughs> going on tonight.
1: Now, do they have maintenance issues like the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> In All fact, right. we do talked about
0: one a few years ago when, when you know, when the directional finder was off a little bit and they said uh we can't communicate because it's not aiming right but they fixed that up uh they they put in redundant systems on a lot of these things and in many cases right now they are on the backups so if those ever fail then it's done they're expecting to get maybe another six or seven years out of this before it's totally
1: on its own flying dead We'll see 20 years from now yeah yeah we'll see All right. So, um, I started watching, which I'm very surprised I just now started watching. I I I am too. Yeah. Better Call Saul. I was such a fan of Breaking Bad. Um, it was ridiculous. So, I'm, I'm surprised I'm just now getting around to Better Call Saul. Uh, how far into it are you? I am. Was that how far into it are you? Uh, I think I'm into season three. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm enjoying it very much. Uh, I like that they give um Mike so much backstory because he's said he is an interesting oh, character, yes. character in itself. Isn't he really? Yeah. Yeah. Well you he kind of he was even in Breaking Bad, but you didn't really know much about right. him. He was just kinda there. Um, you got a little bit tidbits, but this is uh fleshing him out. And also some you know, some other characters uh along with um uh, uh Jimmy, slipping Jimmy. His brother so, Chuck. Yeah, his yeah, brother. He's, yeah, Chuck.
0: Jimmy is interesting because he's, he's a shyster, but he still cares about his brother. He means good, but he doesn't always execute well. The guy who plays Chuck also showed up in a show that Donna and I just finished season one. I'll talk about it next time. It's called The Diplomat. He plays the president of the United States. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, really? Oh, this ain't good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. yeah. So, you know, uh, Michael McKean, he was in... Uh, uh, um. Oh, man, my mind went blank. You know, he's in. Go, uh... oh, come on. Oh, dang, stop that. That's where the oh. show goes nowhere. OK. So
0: that fact oh, aside,
1: man, my, my life, my, my mind went blank.
0: It, and it'll come <laughs> up like just as we're signing off the show or something. You
1: know, so moving I'll, on. When I lay down in the bed at night. I'll go. Ah! (laughs) moving
0: right. I know it happens to all of us.
1: Right. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yes. Better Call Saul is a wonderful series. We enjoyed it very much. I I started watching it. uh, I think I got through season two and then it was done. I didn't have any more content. So came back years later and Donna's watching it. Hey, what are you doing? It's like, there's a season three. Yeah. So we backed up and watched the whole thing front to back again. Hmm. So good stuff. The other one I watched was a new show on Netflix called the greatest night in pop. And yes. the trailer shows all these people getting together: Kim mm-hmm. Carnes, Huey Lewis, Billy Joel, on and on and on. And like, why are they getting together? It's the backstory of the "We Are the World" video. Yes. Song. I did watch this. Yes, this is great. All the I th- I thought they just like came together. No, this was right after the 1985 American Music Awards,
1: mm-hmm. which was
0: hosted by Lionel Richie. So. Yeah, a great story hey, about him and, and Michael
1: and, yeah. And some of the people were actually drinking, or at least one guy uh, That would be drinking. Al Jarreau. Yeah, he
0: was He was celebrating he was a little early and he couldn't get his line out. And it's yeah. like four in the morning going, come on, dude, because they have to do this in batches. First they have yeah. all the singers on the
1: riser singing you know,
0: the chorus, and then they have to get the little pieces and parts in place.
1: You know, I, I when I'm watching that, I'll... I was like, oh great. You know, they're they're doing it right after the American Music Awards, as you mentioned. I thought it would be you go in there and an hour later you're done.
0: They were there all night. They were until six in the morning.
1: Right. What I'm that's my point is that when they had to skip all the parties and stuff after the thing, even if they won and all that, you know, I imagine that's something they would you would look forward to and all of a sudden because of this commitment, you're not. And so Right. But what they did is a little bit of a sacrifice for those people, but uh, at the same time, it was really cool to see the workflow that they had to all go through. Yeah. And then when they had them all encircled and paired up, some of the pairings were really awesome, like uh, Daryl Hall and- um, Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Oh, my yep. gosh. Those two, two different voices, yep. and they, they work so well or together. Or Tina Turner and Willie Nelson. That <laughs> yeah. was
0: one guy's job, is to figure out how mm. to arrange this whole thing vocally. Mm-hmm. So and he went yeah. and listened to all of their material going, okay, this this has these qualities and that has
1: those qualities, and here's
0: what we're gonna do there.
1: Yeah. Uh I, I found
0: it interesting how Bob Dylan struggled in this thing.
1: Yes, because he was not somebody that normally sang with a lot of their pop singers. He was yeah. his own he was his own thing. And
0: kudos to Stevie Wonder, because Stevie Wonder sits him down at the piano and he goes, yeah. Okay, we're going to run through this thing. And he starts imitating Bob Dylan. This is, yeah. this is the way I would
1: envision you singing
0: it. And then Bob yeah. latched onto that and did it.
1: They're me. We're making our yeah. own world. I, would, I wouldn't say brother. Bob Dylan is the most dynamic singer. No, so. he, but he's got a style. And he and, and he that's what they they wanted these
0: people to sing in their style and then mm-hmm. arrange all that. Yeah. Fascinating, fascinating story. The greatest yep. night in pop on Netflix. Highly recommend it.
1: Now, now the one other th- aspect I don't before I move on. Yeah. The one other aspect I really enjoyed about this as somebody that was born at the tail end of the sixties, went through the seventies and then the eighties at those ages, seeing those people that I saw all the time at that age again, it mm-hmm. was, it was a lot of cool. It was really cool. And seeing them interacting with one another and in situations, which I've never seen before and go, wow, you know, that's, it's a lot of fun. And then, Again, they stayed there to what six? Except seven Waylon in the Jennings,
0: he walked out, and I think yeah. Sheila E. left a little early. I'm done. <laughs> I'm sure you got it. <laughs> well, at one point, the artists started to embellish, and, and you know, the song was the song, and they said, "This is what we're going to sing." And then Stevie Wonder goes, "I think we need some Swahili in here." And Waylon uh, goes, "No cowboy ever sang Swahili. I'm was, leaving."
1: Yeah, that was not too far in. It was like a, an hour or two in. Yeah, and they and then see they're changing the song. Yeah. And it's like, you can't do that. They would, they would be there for days. If right.
0: That one chance to get this all right. It, no. it was, it was a lot of stress and strain. Poor Quincy Jones was like, all right, everybody buck up, you know, yeah. but at, at times oh. the levity came through to break the tension too.
1: Mm-hmm. And I will, I'll give uh, Michael Jackson a little bit more credit because listening to him and the way they talked about him working through the song yep. on when he was working on his own, uh, you know, I, I understand he's, I know he's talented I always liked him, but I had a little more of a, a deeper appreciation for him uh, because of uh, the way they were talking about his process. And to me, it made a little more sense. I'm like, you know, I think I was more talented and I probably give him credit for, which oh. I still thought he was talented. Yeah, he was Kimmel. extremely
0: talented. I, th- I thought there were, there was interesting stuff like they had the original audio engineer who was there. Live, mm-hmm. you know, talking oh, to yeah, us today. Yeah. The, one of the photographers or there's a videographers to do all this stuff, he was there.
1: And uh, he was talking about how people were in the way or
0: yeah. <laughs> or the, the the poor audio engineer, they start rehearsing and all the musicians are tapping their feet on these wooden plywood risers, yeah. and you hear this thump, ka thump, ka thump. <laughs> he says, What? No, no, everybody stop <laughs> doing that. Tap with your knees or something. Yeah. I swear, five minutes later they're all going, tap. Tap, tap with yeah. their foot. Like you. Okay. So I would. It was a nightmare, like but it came together. And yeah, actually,
1: again, I had a better appreciation for the whole project. Yes. After watching this.
0: <laughs> you, know. you ought to attend some of our keynote rehearsals.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. I know it's probably it's, very, it's similar. All very similar. Very yeah, I'm just similar. Very similar. Something like this, you thought they all walked in on a Saturday afternoon and knocked it out. No. But after watching this, you go, oh, there was more work to this. Before, I really during, during,
0: and after. Yeah.
1: I really felt for the editors and the sound booth guys and all those other people too, because you know, their work wasn't over at eight o'clock in yeah, the morning. Yeah,
0: it, and it's not like you just pull it up on Audacity and put it together. No. <laughs> this was Roll all tape. tape. Yeah. Roll the tape. Everything's on on uh, different tracks. It was it was impressive technologically yeah, you, as well.
1: Yeah, if you lived in that era, go watch that. Do yourself yeah. a favor, you will enjoy it.
0: Yep. Alrighty. Even if you didn't live in that area, it, it influenced a lot of other things like live aid, uh, farm aid, just a lot of well, charity vice versa. events. I think one of those came before the other. No. The, the the thing that triggered it was when Bob Geldof did Do They Know It's Christmas. That was the first one. And then the Ameri- uh, uh, Harry Belafonte said, hey, we should do something like that too. That was white folks singing about white folks. We, we want to do... Black folks singing about black folks because there's people dying in Ethiopia. And yeah. it was Harry reaching out to Quincy who got Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson. And then from there, it just grew. Mm-hmm. Okay, great story. We've, we've dwelt on that long enough. We are running down to the end of the show. So our question of the week for you at the very end is, if humans discovered a way to teleport anywhere on Earth instantaneously, how would this change daily life and global society? Well, truly working from anywhere would become possible because you could
1: live anywhere and then work anywhere. <laughs> oh, I got two minutes to get to work. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine? Airlines would go out of business. Well, it'd be like the COVID era with all the lockdowns. The traffic would be awesome. You know, uh, You'd know, you have to could-
0: have like one of these in everybody's living room, and then there'd have to be traffic controllers to that. You wouldn't just want... Craig to
1: pop in, you know, you, there's a protocol to phones. Yeah. You well, know. you know what? I thought about that too. And I, my thought, my first thought was, okay, the inside the home would almost have to be a no transport zone. You could transport it in front of somebody's door or in the proximity, but not directly.
0: into. Or if you did do, indirectly go directly to the home, you'd have to have some sort of way of <laughs> it's a closet. <laughs> Well, not just a closet, but it would it would you wouldn't be able to receive anybody until you oh. acknowledged them first. Well,
1: aside from transporter logs that make murder a lot easier, <laughs> the
0: the, the, <laughs> the
1: transporter display says potential spam. Hey, on <laughs> rejected. The next, on the next Netflix documentary about this some famous murder, we checked the transporter logs, and yeah, he popped in at about two in the morning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's okay i wasn't really there you can check my blockchain yeah the the occupants were asleep so they didn't get the weapons warning when the transporter worked
0: oh steve's out there watching now steve says suspended animation hmm. that's where i'll put them uh there are people what did jared say there are people who will still not trust the system calling it a suicide box yeah oh, that was from futurama um,
1: Hey, well, what about if, uh, no, they, they refer to a uh, transport as a suicide box because you're getting destroyed and you're getting created somewhere else? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, imagine you, you cut yourself really bad or you're having a stroke. Your family just has to throw you in the transport and get you to the hospital. <laughs> that wasn't the transporter. That was the microwave oven. He's having a heart attack. Stand him up. Let's put him in the transporter (laughs) that's not how it works
0: All right, that takes us to the end of the show we're going to give the old sign off here thank you everybody for joining us live or listening to us later however you consume the show we greatly appreciate it you can reach us on the listener line if we said something incorrect that's usually why you call 707-530-2428 we'd love to hear from you remember we will be out in the next couple of weeks because we're taking a vacation yeah we're going to have fun okay. on that. You can also email us, technorama at chuckchat.com. Some of you are joining us on that vacation. Hope we get spotted in the wild again.
1: That would be fun. Wait till we do our own cruise, the Technorama Cruise. The Technorama Cruise? cruise? Yeah. Uh, you
0: got a boat for that yet? Anyway, got let's get speak. on with it. Until next time, <laughs> tell a friend about Technorama and Craig. Give him a binary high five. One zero one. Maybe that's what that sound at the end is.
1: Right here. Listen. Woohoo! Yay! Hey, I do have a boat.